This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Welcome to the kids' book edition of the Hope Book Club. Because every kid's life is just better with a book. Rowena Beresford is our children's book reviewer. She's from the Book Curator magazine and she selected three beautiful picture books for us to enjoy this morning. Hi, Rowena. Hi, Katrina. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Let's start with Lisa Shanahan. Hark, it's me, uh, Ruby Lee. Lisa's the creator of books like Bear and Chook by the Sea, Daddy's Having a Horse, and more recently, Big Pet Day. So um, tell us a little about about Ruby Lee, Rowena. Oh, look, I love Ruby Lee. Um, Ruby Lee's one of those really engaging kids that doesn't quite fit into the normal sphere of things and she's at school and she's really enthusiastic and wants to be the class messenger and you know wants to take on all these roles but she just gets in complete chaos whenever she tries to do those things gets sent off with a best friend to take a message loses him along the way does eventually find him which is really great but um she's kind of all over the place she's distractible maybe yeah very distractible very 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 adventurous very distractible lots of fun going on but you know when um, a bird flies in the classroom ruby's the only one who keeps a cool head Okay. She pulls a crust out of her pocket, she calms the bird down, she helps the bird escape and everything, and then she gets appointed as the special emergency officer. Oh, lovely. Yeah, which is really great. And it's, look, it's just a really fun look at strengths, how different people excel at different jobs, and how for everybody there's a place that they fit, and there's some really lovely, colourful, fun illustrations in this. I just think it's a very positive book. Um, it's a really fun book. It's in the Early Childhood Shortlist mm-hmm. for the Children's Book Council of Australia Awards this year, which is a very prestigious award. And uh, it's just a great book. I loved it from the first time I saw it. Oh, good. Okay, let's move on to Mopoke by Philip Bunting. What was it about this book that caught your eye, Rowena? Oh, it's so quirky. Mm. I just love it. It's it's a very, very different kind of book. There's not many words in it. And it's just completely about these Mopokes and there's like a fro-poke and so it's a Mopoke with a fro. With an afro. afro. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's just, it's a very funny book for those who like quirky offbeat humour. Okay. And what does the Mopoke want or what's his story? Does he have one? Look, it's not so much a story as such as um, lots of uh, visual cleverness and play on words. Okay. And does there, is there a message to this one? No, it's not that kind of book. It's just a funny, funny book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So that's Mopoke by Philip Bunting. Uh, He's an author illustrator, is he? He's done both. He is. And um, Mopoke is on both the Picture Book Shortlist and the Crichton Award for New Illustrators this year. So he's getting the double whammy of very prestigious uh, recognition for that book. Oh, it might be the new Aaron Blaby. So let's go to Missing Marvin by Sue de Janeiro. What's this one about? So this one is Marvin the Moose and he's at work and his colleagues love practical jokes. But the practical jokes always seem to have Marvin as the punchline. And he's getting a bit tired of it and no one's really noticing until he um, stays at home in the hope that somebody's going to realise and he kind of thinks if he stays in bed and hides from his problems then it'll be okay. Now obviously problems never get resolved that way so what we learn from Marvin is that when he decides that he needs to go and talk to his friends, his friends have also realised that being the brunt of the jokes which they are now that he's not at work is actually not very fun and so they get this open communication and you know he explains how he feels, they apologise, all that kind of stuff, and they clear it up. So I just think it's a really positive. It's quite a lovely story. It's great illustrations, but it's a really good look at feelings, how people hurt each other, and the value of open communication. So there's a good, strong message in there for kids about 
not just hiding from things that are upsetting them, but actually expressing how they're feeling. Mm. Kind of unusual to have a kids' book set in the workplace. Um, it, it is. It really is. And they're, um, if I remember correctly, they're uh, luggage handlers. Okay, because normally those kind of books would be set in like school or home or something. But yeah, yeah it sounds like there's a lot for kids to get out of it. There is, and I think look, they're they're baggage handlers. So maybe that's perhaps the. The metaphor. The metaphor for the whole situation. Ah, brilliant. I'm with Rowena Beresford from the Book Curator magazine. We've been talking about Hark, It's Me, Ruby Lee by Lisa Shanahan, Mopoke by Phil Bunting and Missing Marvin by Sue DiGennaro. We're moving on to early readers now. Uncle Sean and Bill and the almost entirely unplanned adventure by A.L. Kennedy. So Badger Bill is kidnapped from his woodland home. Where's he taken and why? Well, he's kidnapped by Ethel and Maud, the horrible sisters who take them to their equally horrible brother's farm. So Farmer McGloon is just a nasty piece of work in a funny, quirky kind of way, not a scary way, Um, who's also lured four naive llamas from Peru to his soggy Scottish farm (laughs) by putting out all these wonderful advertisements about how this was a wonderful place for llamas to holiday. Right. You know, exotic sunshine, all these kinds of things. But, of course, when they get there, it's wet and soggy and cold because it's Scotland. Yes. And um, and really they're going to end up providing wool for socks and they may even end up in an exotic pie if they're not careful. Oh, dear. Yes. Um, but Uncle Sean comes to the rescue, hey? What's his plan? Oh, Uncle Sean's got lots of quirky plans, but... He- it is really funny watching it all unfold and he does manage to protect all the animals and, you know, sniff out what's going on. But look, the quirkiness of these characters, often in early readers we find that characterization's a bit thin. They don't really develop the characters very well. Mm. But one of the things I really loved about this book is the characters were so well drawn. So the repulsive people are really repulsive but completely appropriately for the age group. You know, the animals have really got these great personalities and, Uncle Sean is this, you know, fabulous, warm, loving, rescuing animal person with a really quirky sense of humour. What do you think kids would enjoy about this story? I think they'd like the quirkiness, the offbeat nature. There's some great illustrations in there. I think the whole concept of llamas being lured to a holiday destination that turns out to be a soggy farm is really great. Um, the badge is really cute. I mean, who doesn't love talking animals? Like, mm. I'm a complete sucker for them. <laughs> so that's where children's literature started. Oh, the Beatrix <laughs> Potter and talking animals. And that's right. And you can't Lewis beat and, it, really. Yeah. It's just fabulous. Oh, that's that's fun. All right. That, so that one is called Uncle Sean and Bill and the Almost Entirely Unplanned Adventure by A.L. Kennedy. Now, Rowena, I know that a really difficult category to buy books for are young boys, ones who are just starting to read and you want to make that leap from picture books into, you know, reading. Um, have you got a series that might work for, for that kind of kid? Look, I do have a series that could work for them and it's an Australian series, which is really great. It's called Tommy Bell Bushranger Boy. Now, the thing that's different about this is often what you get in early readers for boys is you get lots of toilet humour and things like that. And, you know, they always find those things amusing, but there's some other options as well. And the thing with Tommy Bell Bushranger, it's a lot of Australian history, but it's around the bushrangers of the time and things. So it's a time travel story. There's lots of adventure. There's... um, choices about, you know, what kind of a person you're going to be, who you're going to hang out with and things like that. So there's kind of a bit of a, say a moral tale, but it's not overt. Mm. You know, it's not, it doesn't slow the story down. The story is all about the adventure. And there's probably about, I think we're up to about book five in that series. Um, They are early readers, so they're around those kind of seven-year-old 
onwards. Mm. Well, they're the hard boys to, to get books for, I reckon. They yeah. really are. Mm. And this is very definitely a, a series that would engage them. And now to great Australian books for upper primary slash early high school readers, what we call middle grade fiction. And our first pick is the sequel to a book we've reviewed before, The Book of Secrets by A.L. Tate. Uh, The second book in this series is called The Book of Answers. So, Rowena, I know you loved the first book. Does the sequel live up to it? Look, it does as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think it takes the story in a different direction. So what we saw in The Book of Secrets was really the the story of a a boy in a monastery. There's some... untoward going on there's you know some secrets and people empowered bit of machinations political machinations going on and there's a book a very valuable book that he gets asked by a monk to hide and he leaves the monastery and and goes on a quest to keep it safe what we see in the second book is that he's um there's now starting to come out some secrets, not just about the book perhaps, but as he pursues the story of the book and what it's all about, he starts to discover stories about his own heritage, what's the truth of where he came from, who left him at the monastery when he was a baby, all that kind of thing. Okay. So what kind of themes does the book deal with? Um, look, it deals with um, its adventure, friendship, courage. Um, so it's kind of a quest Definitely is a book. quest. Yeah. It's set in medieval times, which I really love. You don't see that so much these days. It's got a flavour of that kind of Robin Hood classic. Mm. Um, his little band of friends are girls, and the girls are really intrepid and really adventurous and really skilled at like woodcraft and you know um, tracking and all kinds of things. And really, they teach him an awful lot. And I think it's great to see that. You know, you tend to see it the other way around. I, I know you've you've said um, that this book, you think it hasn't gotten quite as much attention as it should have. Do you think maybe it's because it's medieval and some people kind of shy away from that? I think it could be. I mean, I think that perhaps people aren't realising that A.L. Tate's an Australian author. That could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they're, you know, thinking, oh, how would kids engage with that now? But in my experience, kids love that kind of stuff. I, mean, I think you said your daughter was really... Oh, like, she loved it. Yeah, loved the Book of Secrets, absolutely. Yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's still things in all those past eras that we can learn from because really humans are humans. It doesn't matter what era they're in. Kids are still learning about where do I belong, who am I, you know, how do I make good choices, can I be courageous, all those kinds of themes. They're universal. Mm. And who would you recommend this one for then? Look, I think this is around the 9 to 13 age group. Um, but certainly there's no content issues. So if you've got a child younger than that who's capable of reading up, then, you know, don't feel concerned at all. You can go right ahead. Okay. Now, your second pick this morning is Operation Hotel Charlie by DJ Stutley, another Aussie book. Tell me about this one. Yeah, look, this is actually the seventh book in a series, but the books will stand alone. Um, DJ Stutley is another Australian author that perhaps doesn't get the attention she deserves. Um She's a Christian author writing for the general market. Her books are all set in Australia. They're all set around a different police operation. So that's where they get the name from. It's called the Operation Series, and they all have like Operation Alpha Papa, Operation Hotel Charlie. Um, And they're all around uh, a particular detective who's working with families and missing children and things like that. The thing about these books is they've got great adventure. They've got that kind of police mystery, you know, detective thing going on. 
they don't have any content issues and they are set in Australia. So there's a lot of positives for them. She's a great writer. And, okay. Um, you said there's no content issues, but it involves kidnap, murder, missing persons. Yeah, the way that those things are dealt with, though, are completely appropriate to the age group. And, you know, we're pitching these about, you know, 12 years onwards. Okay. Um, and there's no, there's no language and it's not violence and things like that. It's just more that those... It's it's around those themes, not directly. Yeah, so it's like that's it's about the context. The, the crime is the context for the story or yeah. whatever. Okay, so you'd recommend that for 12 and up? Yeah, I think they're really in those early high school and up, but we've had you know older readers enjoy them as well. So just because they're crime novels, we wouldn't tend to put those into primary. Okay, all right. I've been speaking to Rowena Beresford from the Book Curator magazine. We've been reviewing middle grade fiction, uh, The Book of Answers by A.L. Tate and the crime thriller Operation Hotel Charlie. Thanks for listening to the special kids edition of the Hope Book Club because every kid's life is better with a book. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.